Hey everybody, I'm Theresephine Millies and this is Ninth Arcana. Today we're talking about the Strength card. The Strength card is the eighth card in the Major Arcana. She comes before the Hermit because she represents inner strength. She is shown closing the mouth of the lion. The lion itself symbolizes strength, so this is the power that it takes to tame power. Inner strength and inner life is something that we, maybe just me, maybe just I, associate with the moon and the hermit and the high priestess. Inner and intuition are very linked for me. But on this card, they are outside and in the open. The sun is out. There's gold everywhere. So this isn't a hidden inside energy. This isn't taking place within a cave or within the body. In the old cards, before the Waitsmith, this card was called La Force in the 1600s. And before that, it was Fortitude and the Visconti in the 1400s. It's been depicted as Hercules charging a lion with a club. In the Visconti and the Magenta Tarot from 1540, they show a woman with her arms around a broken pillar, literally holding up a building. Other decks show a woman prying the mouth of a lion apart. It's interesting how this idea changed over hundreds of years. Forcing and fighting and killing a lion to a woman closing the mouth of the lion. You can spend so much time on just that movement alone. How... This card has changed from an outward display of physical strength to what it is now. One thing to note about this card is that in some decks, the strength is the 11th card and the justice is the 8th card. Traditionally, the 8th card is the justice. In these old decks in the, in the Visconti and the Solabusca and the De Marseille, justice is the 8th card and strength is the 11th card. It wasn't until the Golden Dawn that they flipped this. And because so many decks are based on the Waitsmith, which is based in the Golden Dawn, that's why we see strength as number eight almost all the time now. And with that said, let's look at the cards. The Waitsmith shows a woman leaning over a lion with one hand on his nose and one on his jaw. She is wearing all white. She has flowers and a garland around her waist and her head. They're standing solid on the ground. And there's an infinity symbol over her head. The Aquarius has the same scene. The white dress symbolizing pure intentions. The lion has the posture of a Labrador that has missed you all day long. Its tail is between its legs. It's in a submissive position, so it wants you to know that it doesn't mean you any harm. The infinity symbol over her head is the same infinity symbol that is above the head of the second card in the majors, the magician. The garland around her reminds me of the leaves that are on the wands in the suit. The leaves on the wands prove to you that these are living things, they're not just sticks. They symbolize life. Like the life within the woman that facilitates growth. She radiates life-giving energy. The mountains in the background represent achievement. The Morgan Greer is similar. The woman's now sitting with a lion on her lap. 
He looks like he's protesting a bit with his paw up, but he's not fighting, and she's not holding him down. She's not holding him much tighter, but she is using more physical strength than in the other two cards. She's putting in very little effort to hold the lion, but she is holding the lion now. It looks like he's a few seconds from relaxing onto her lap, so she's in the process of soothing him still. Here the mountains are taller, and there's trees. It's a big achievement. The place is lush and it's fertile. The mythic tarot shows a man killing a lion in a cave. Here's our Hercules. He's a brave hero that has faced and killed the scariest of all beasts, the lion Nimin. He's in a cave, which makes me feel like he had to move into darkness. He had to be in fear to face the beast, the demon in the dark. And he neutralized it. In the legend, the lion's pelt protects him from weapons. You can't stab him. You can't kill him. And he lives in a cave with two entrances. So Hercules blocked one of the entrances and killed him with his bare hands. He ripped off his pelt, his skin, and he wore it with its head for his own protection. In the wild unknown, there is just a lion. There is no human in this picture. He has a white rose in his mouth and an infinity symbol above his head. The rays above him are like the sun. He's looking right at me. There is no killing. There's no taming. We just are. This is my favorite one. You are not being asked to tame a part of you for the benefit of others. You aren't being asked to slaughter a terrifying animal. You're being asked to embody a beautiful creature. The infinity symbol in this and the other cards means forever. It's infinite energy. No matter what happens, this energy will be there. It's renewable. It's constantly renewable. The white rose is pure love. It's pure spirit. The lion comes to you complete and strong. He has integrated his light and his shadow. He is pure inner strength. He knows and accepts who he is. He's a majestic, beautiful creature. He is still a predator. The line strider seems like the reverse of the waitsmith. The woman is at the lion's side. She seems like his companion. They're climbing up the side of something. They have their chests out, their hearts first, towards the arrows that have pierced the wood that they're standing on. They are a team. This is a partnership between the self and the beast. It's who you are and who you hope to be side by side. The holly symbol is a big beating heart with a pentacle and its third eye. It's a really strong call to love, to give as much love as you can and not become what you hate or what has hurt you. The pentacle says that it takes magic and it takes time and it takes inner work and reflection, but you don't tame, you understand. In the Luna Soul, the strength card is the 11th card. This deck is consistently bringing in pre-Waitsmith symbolism into its cards, so I would have been surprised if this card was the number 8. It should be the 11. In this card, the woman has sat on the ground, and the lion has come to her. He feels safe enough to choose to let his guard down. No one forced him to do anything. Her garland has extended to him, wrapping him in comfort and love. The ball in her hand is black and white and similar to a yin-yang symbol. It says that she is balanced. In the sky, there is a sun that is also a moon. It's half and half. That's more balance. The infinity symbol is also a symbol of balance. 
she is grounded enough for a lion to come up to her as if he were a puppy. The strength card of the tarot is no longer force or fortitude. It doesn't hurt or maim or kill or degrade or force. The maiden does not take anything away from the lion. She's giving him the strength to be calm and kind. She's leaning down to him. She's meeting him where he is and soothing the beast. The traditional explanation is taming inner demons and taming the parts of you that you don't want out. But I don't see that anymore. I see in all of the cards a balancing and an accepting. She's telling the lion that it's okay to put its teeth away. She's not saying you have to now do this. She's saying you are safe now. We had Hercules straight up slaughtering the beast and wearing it for its protection. Which is definitely a different vibe than telling the lion it's safe now. But this makes sense to me too. If there's a thing about you that you've been told your whole life that you need to get rid of, this is how you get rid of it. You kill it. You slaughter it. But you're going to take the parts of it that keep you safe and you're going to cover yourself in it. When you were a kid and told that you were weird, did you not get weirder? Did you not put on more black eyeliner and wear even bigger clothes? Or did you tame the beast and put it all away? I definitely got weirder. I put on the pelt. I feel like there's three ways to integrate a shadow part. The lion represents a part of you that's vulnerable or you want to change, something that you need to gain control of. This could be anger or addiction, but it's really just some undesirable behavior. It's something that singles you out in our society. It's something that you don't want to show to people. Are you going to tame it and soften it and get it to, to flatten and go away? Or are you going to wear it with pride and have it be your protection? Now, this might be just a straight up defense mechanism to take the thing no one likes about you and make it be your personality so everybody leaves you the fuck alone. The third thing is that you can see it as a partner, an already acceptable part of who you are. You can learn to be okay with it. The beast doesn't have to be a beast. The lion is a beautiful, brave, mighty, fearless animal. Why does he need to change at all? I just have a really hard time thinking about killing or taming a wild animal. I mean, zoos are inherently problematic. They should not be in captivity. But we don't try to tame them or kill them in a modern zoo. We just look at them and we accept them and ooh and ah about how amazing these animals are. So if we just keep following my circle logic, the wild animal is there to be studied and accepted and fawned over. Why does that represent an undesirable part of you? I feel like it's two totally different things. If a wild animal is in the middle of a city, that's a problem, right? There's societal norms and there's things that have to be adhered to in the middle of the city square. You can't have a lion wandering around. But in its own environment, in the forest, a lion gets to be a lion. And that's where the balance is. It's those undesirable societal traits that exist in all of us are the lion. Because if you are around people that are like you and you get to be yourself, it's the best feeling in the world. 
But if you are a beast in the middle of a place where you know you shouldn't be, that's the worst feeling there is. So why are we trying to not be a lion in a city square? Why are we not just going back to the forest and being who we are? So where is the strength here? I think the strength is discerning the difference. There are times when you're going to have to stay in the bottle. But being in as many situations as you possibly can where you can be yourself is the goal. You are not going to catch me closing the mouth of a lion. They have teeth for a reason. I have teeth for a reason. I just don't think he needs to be your enemy. I think that he can be your companion and he can be your power if you let him. If you just show him some respect and some understanding and some acceptance. What is shadow but the parts of you that you have been taught to be ashamed of? Don't try to tame it or force it to do anything. Definitely don't try to kill it. What will you be without it? You need to understand. You need to accept. You need to love the lion for what the lion is. He is the king of the desert. He will never be a lamb. Here on out, when I see the strength card, I know that that means to embody my own strength. We're going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about addiction and things that bring us down and take us away from who we truly are. But the strength card is not it. That lion is not it. I just don't see that in here anymore. This card is permission and reminder to do you. Fuck them. You do you. What is your strength? Next episode, we're going to keep riding this fire wave with a 10 of wands. Thank you so much for listening to Ninth Arcana. You can follow me, rate, or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. New episodes always Wednesdays and Fridays. You can also find me and all the pictures of all the cards that I talk about on Instagram. I'm Ninth Arcana Podcast. Now you should go pull some cards. Okay. Love you. Bye. Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Fien Millies. Thank you for listening.